Young, young, gospel, gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young, gospels, podcast. Get ready. Your hope is in the building. My hope is out the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me, Mama. I'm a different Christian, I'm on a different path I took a different mission, the blood, the life I got the passion of the Christ Everyone's so hostile, they used to call me T-Money Now it's Young Gospel So go with me to a land you'll never see It's free, but it's sex sincerity Young Gospel's What's up, my brothers and my sisters? It is your boy, your host, Young Gospel. And I got an interesting message for you guys today. Um, Well, I guess to be completely honest, it's not really going to be a message. It's going to be information. I think it's information that we all need to hear. Some of us are very comfortable. Some of us are living very well here in the United States of America, some of us don't understand the sacrifice that is taking place around the globe for our Christian brothers and sisters that are truly struggling right now with the decision to follow Christ. Brothers, sisters, there is people that are dying for this. While we sit back in our two-story homes, and our nice cut grass and all of our pets and and all of our commodities there are people out there that are dying for this gospel i'm not trying to cause any fear i'm not trying to how can i say i'm not trying to push you with fear i'm just trying to be a bit of a voice of information for our brothers and sisters abroad that are they're dying they're being killed they're being massacred at at a high number that is ungodly it is very demonic and very anti-christ like if you will so i'm reading out of the hill.com and some of this information is very troubling And to be honest with you, if you're under the age of 15, I would suggest you probably not listen to all of this um, only because there is some descriptions here that are pretty gruesome. But a militant group we know of has killed hundreds of Christians every year. And this report is about our Christian brothers and sisters from Nigeria. A day after Christmas, extremists who identified themselves as part of ISIS murdered 11 Christians in Nigeria. A few weeks into the new year, on January 19th, the Islamic State of West Africa released a video of a child who looked to be around 10 years old executing a Christian man in Borno, Nigeria. These militant groups are using kids to kill people. This is very, very sad. And we know that these 
persecutions do happen abroad, but we don't understand the severity. And sometimes when we pray, we pray so lightly. We pray for five minutes, 10 minutes, and we don't understand the great necessity, the great need that there is in other countries for our brothers and sisters that are truly shedding martyr blood for this cause the cause of christianity the cause to serve our lord jesus christ savior but the story goes on further a few days later on january 22nd a nigerian pastor reverend lawan andimi he was beheaded by boko haram's militants Andimi had made international news for turning a hostage video into a testimonial about his faith in Jesus by the grace of God. He said, I will be together with my wife, my children, and my colleagues. Andimi said this. His murder triggered protests in 28 of Nigeria's 36 states, drawing an estimated 5 million people to denounce violence against Christians. While the world has been consumed by news about Iran, China, and conflicts in other regions, Nigeria's militant and extremist groups have waged a campaign of death and devastation against Christians. Persecution monitoring groups such as Open Doors and UK-based Humanitarian Aid Relief Trust estimate that more than 7,000 Nigerian Christians have been killed for their faith in the past five years. The brazen bloody attacks by Boko Haram and ISIS-affiliated militants tragically have made these groups into household names. But there is another extremist group operating in Nigeria that is just as deadly, and you probably have never heard about it. Every year, hundreds of Nigerian Christians are being assaulted, tortured, and killed by Fulani extremists in the Middle Belt region of the nation. In 2019 alone, an estimated 1,350 Christians were killed by militant Islamic groups in Nigeria, according to Open Doors. Reports from the ground indicate that the Fulani were responsible for at least 500 of these deaths. Most recently, on January 26 and 27, the Fulani attacked two villages, setting a church building ablaze and killing at least 26 people. Not long ago, a team from our organization, World Help, traveled to Nigeria to meet with a prominent Christian leader to discuss the situation. Our people are being killed, he said. They are being attacked. They are being hacked to death entire communities hundreds have been sacked destroyed and taken over by the fulani herdsmen according to world watch monitor the fulani are the world's largest nomadic group and they believe they have the right to take land in nigeria to graze their cattle it is a concept in islam called sacred space said one nigerian pastor According to this concept, all land has been given by Allah to the Muslims, and the Muslims have a right to claim any piece of land, and most of the areas that Fulani are attacking are Christian communities, so it is very easy to see that what is happening is ethnic cleansing to advance the cause of jihad. The Fulani make up the fourth largest ethnic group in Nigeria, which is home to more than 
200 million people. The Fulani are traditionally Muslim and some radicalized herdsmen have engaged in jihad against Christian farmers, especially in the Plateau State. The clashes between Fulani herdsmen and Christian farmers are of a complex nature. The Middle Belt of Nigeria has been claimed by different ethnic groups over the years who have been caught in a cycle of violent attacks and retaliations. Consequently, the growing violence in the region has tribal, territorial, religious, and even environmental underlying factors. The Fulani extremist group does not constitute a single terrorist group, says the 2019 Global Terrorism Index, which is published by the Institute for Economics and Peace and ranks Nigeria third among 138 countries that are plagued by terrorism. Certain deaths within the ongoing conflict between pastoralists and the nomadic Fulani have been categorized as terrorism and attributed to extremist elements within the Fulani. This categorization is reflective of terrorism used as a tactic with an ongoing conflict. Brothers and sisters, it is very important that today we understand that there's people abroad, there's Christians abroad that are losing their lives for this cause. They are dying for not denying our Lord Jesus Christ. I beg you today that the next time you pray, you take this to the altar of the Lord and you ask him and you pray for these people and you tell the Lord that when these people fall, that he may hold them in his grace. It is very tragic and it is very heartbreaking for me to see how many people are dying and are being martyred every year for this cause of Christianity. When all we want to do is be able to worship our God just like them. When all we want to be able to do is walk into the sanctuary of our God just like them. When all we want is peace. When all we want is to be able to bring people not by force but by invitation by showing them the example but there is an ethnic cleansing going on in other countries where they don't care how good you are they don't care how great of a heart you have the only thing they care about is killing and bloodshed and taking what they think belongs to them by force now this comes out of opendoorsusa.org and it's 11 Christians killed every day for their decision to follow Jesus and now it's up to 13 Christians every day are killed for their decision to follow Jesus. Now this was published back in 2019 but from then it has increased to 13. Now there is some countries that are a lot more dangerous than others and I'll give you the top 10 countries that are the most dangerous for Christians. In North Korea, Christians are considered hostile elements to be eradicated. In North Korea, Christians are not welcome. Christians are seen as hostile elements in society that must be eradicated. This is according to the Kim family. There was hope that new diplomatic efforts in 2018, including the Winter Olympics, would mean a lessening of pressure and violence against Christians, but so far that has not been the case. And if you guys know North Korea or have ever heard of the way things happen in North Korea, they basically have turned everybody against everybody, meaning that your own neighbors tell on you, your own neighbors, if they find out that you're doing something, they try to gain points by telling on you to the authorities 
that you are doing something that you're not supposed to. In this case, it would be worshiping a Christian God. In fact, reports indicate that local authorities are increasing incentives for anyone who exposes a Christian in their community. They are being incentivized to tell on you. If Christians are discovered, not only are they deported to labor camps or even killed on the spot, their families to the fourth generation share their fate as well. Yet Open Doors estimates the number of Christians in North Korea to be 300,000 strong. Amen. The second country where Christianity is not permitted to exist is Afghanistan. Afghanistan is once again a close second behind North Korea in 2019 World Watch List. An Islamic state by constitution, the country does not permit any faith other than Islam to exist. So much for inclusiveness. See, Christians have to be inclusive. Christians are being canceled for speaking their mind. Christians cannot say things on social media platforms. Everybody else can say what they want, but Christians cannot. Not only is it a genocide of the Christian people, but it's also a silencing and a canceling of conservative and Christian views. To convert to a faith outside of Islam is tantamount to treason because it's seen as betrayal of family tribe and country see every other country can have their belief christians don't decide to impose their belief on people and yet christians are still being killed and canceled in afghanistan converts are considered literally insane to leave islam in addition to communal pressure the security situation continues to deteriorate due to the influx of foreign militants who have pledged allegiance to isis at least half of afghanistan's 34 provinces are either ruled or contested by the taliban afghan christians mostly those with a muslim background are in hiding as much as possible we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ abroad. It is not easy. It is not like America where you can just drive to your church comfortably, do what you want to do at church, whether it's you're serving for the Lord, you're behind the sound system, you're playing an instrument, or you're just simply going to listen to a sermon and driving back home. In other parts of the world, people cannot renew themselves the way we can renew ourselves. In other parts of the world, people can't make altars for the Lord because they're afraid of being detected and these militant factions coming in and killing everybody. The third country where Christians are a high-value target is Somalia. Estimates suggest that 99% of Somalis are Muslims and any minority religions are heavily persecuted. The Christian community is small and under constant threat of attack. In fact, persecution of Christians almost always involves violence. Additionally, in many rural areas, Islamic militant groups like Al-Shabaab are de facto rulers who regard Christians with a Muslim background as high-value targets, often killed on the spot when discovered. We have to pray for our brothers and sisters in these other countries. We don't understand the magnitude. We don't understand but brothers and sisters in Christ, 
this is going to one day be America. Believe me, the book of Revelations reveals this to us. Believers in Libya face abuse and deadly violence. This is another country, Libya. Libya converts to Christianity face abuse and violence for their decision to follow Christ. Libyan Christians with a Muslim background face extremely violent and intense pressure from their family and the wider community to renounce their faith. They are being pushed to renounce Jesus Christ. And if they don't, they are violently attacked and persecuted. Christians in Pakistan live with constant threat of mob attacks. The most well-known example of these laws in the case of Asiya Bibi, after sitting on death row for more than 10 years, the Christian wife and mother was acquitted of blasphemy charges in October. However, her life is still in grave danger from radical Islamists that have gained increasing political power in the world's sixth largest country. Under Pakistan's notorious blasphemy laws, Christians continue to live in daily fear. They will be accused of blasphemy, which carries a death sentence. An estimated 700 girls and women abducted each year are often raped and then forcefully married to Muslim men in the community. Think about that. You want to talk about crimes against humanity? Let's talk about that. Many Christians are very poor and some are victims of bonded labor. On the other hand, many Christians belong to Pakistan's middle class. However, this does not save them from being marginalized or persecuted. Christian converts in Sudan targeted for persecution. Sudan has been ruled as an Islamic state by the authoritarian government of President al-Bashir since 1989. Under his charge, the country offers limited rights for religious minorities and places heavy restrictions on freedoms of speech or press. The last year has been difficult for Christians in many ways. There have been arrests, many churches have been demolished, and others are on an official list awaiting demolition. Christian converts from Islam are especially targeted for persecution. Think about a religion that is forcing you to believe what they believe in they're not just telling you to denounce jesus they're telling you to denounce jesus and accept allah think about that do we do that to them here do we do that to muslims here do we do that to any other religion here we are the last frontier, brothers and sisters, and we need to pray and we need to be vigilant and we need to be ready for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Savior, you do not want to stay here. Christians imprisoned and dying in shipping containers in Eritrea. Since 1993, President Afwerki has overseen an authoritarian, brutal regime that rests on massive human rights violations. During the 2019 World Watch List reporting period, government security forces conducted many house-to-house -house raids and imprisoned hundreds of Christians in inhumane conditions, including small shipping containers in scorching heat. Christians from non-traditional church groups such as evangelicals faced the harshest persecution. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you this because I need you to understand that while we're comfortably sleeping on our pillow top 
Tempur-Pudic mattresses and our soft pillows, we need to understand that there is persecution, there is death, there is people being killed, kids, women, children, babies. We need to start praying like never before. We need to start calling out to our Lord Jesus Christ, Savior, and praying for the miss treatment for the inhumanities for the genocide happening in these countries this ethnic cleansing needs to stop but we know it's not gonna stop so let's pray so that our brothers and sisters abroad can face these fears with courage and know that they will have a special place in heaven for being the martyrs that the Bible speaks about. Pray for these women and children, brothers and sisters. I was in tears the other night thinking about these people. Let's pray for these people. Take this to the altar of the Lord. This is very, very important to me, to God, to the world. We need to pray brothers and sisters like never before believers in yemen especially vulnerable in civil war and famine an ongoing civil war in yemen has created one of the worst humanitarian crises in recent memory making an already difficult nation for christians to live in even harder even private worship is risky in some parts of the country christians are suffering from the general humanitarian crisis in the country but yemeni christians are additionally vulnerable since emergency relief is mostly distributed through islamic organizations and local mosques which are allegedly discriminating against all who are not considered to be pious muslims converts to christianity from islam face additional persecution from family and society think about that your own family is turning on you because a decision that you took they look at it as blasphemy they look at it as betrayal worthy of death in their eyes brothers and sisters i don't know what to say i want to inform you guys about this and i want us to understand that there is bigger things at stake there is bigger things at stake here let's continue it is illegal to convert and it is illegal to preach in iran in this gateway to the middle east christians are forbidden from sharing their faith with non-christians therefore church services in persian the national languages are not allowed converts from islam undergo persecution from the government if they attend an underground house church they face the constant threat of arrest Iranian society is governed by Islamic laws, which means the rights and job possibilities for Christians are heavily restricted. You can't even get a job. So I will read something out of the Bible that kind of made me think of all this. And James and John approached Jesus and said, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one on your left hand in your glory. And Jesus explained to them that they did not know or understand what they were asking for. This is Mark 10, 35 through 45. Brothers and sisters, the reason why they did not understand what they were asking for is because there was going to be this type of persecution for our brothers and sisters abroad that would be holding these 
positions in heaven for being martyred in front of their family, for being martyred in front of their kids, for having to witness their kids be martyred first so that they would feel it and that they would have a bigger burden on them. See, these people don't just want to kill Christians quickly. They want to see them suffer. So what they typically do is they'll kill the children and the women first just so that the men could feel the pain and at the end they kill the men this is not only genocide this is not only ethnic cleansing but this is torture while it's being applied unprecedented violence against christians in india in the world's second most populous country christians saw unprecedented persecution on numerous fronts from both the state and general hindu society for the first time india enters the top 10 on the world watch list jumping one spot from number 11 in 2017 home to more than a billion people even an incremental rise in persecution yields an exponential impact since the current ruling party took power in 2014 hindu extremists have fueled a crackdown on christian houses churches and have attacked believers with impunity believing that to be Indian is to be Hindu. So any other faith is viewed as a non-Indian. In rural areas, Christians were told that one church would be closed down every week because they have been destroying local traditions and culture by luring others to convert to Christianity. And it is common for Christians to be cut off from local water supplies and be denied access to government subsidized groceries. In India, saying yes to Jesus has become a risky decision that costs you and your family greatly. My brothers and my sisters, I'm going to close with this. We need to be praying more than ever for our brothers and sisters abroad. I want to take a special prayer today for these men, women, and children that are being massacred at a high scale for believing in something, for believing in a God that is merciful, for believing in a God that is all loving, for believing in the God that is all powerful. So let's bow our heads for about 10, 20 seconds. And let's just ask God to help our brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters that are being martyred abroad in other countries and that they have the courage to still be able to come out publicly and say that they will not denounce our Lord Jesus Christ Savior until death. Lord, today I come to you with a petition for our brothers and sisters abroad, Father, in these top 10 countries and other countries, Father, that it is very dangerous for them to announce publicly that they serve you, that at times, Father, is costing them and their families. They are being martyred. Innocent blood is being shed, Father. We ask you, Jesus, to make their load light, Father. We ask you to hold them and to be with them in their darkest hours, even until death. Lord Jesus Christ, come soon. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this was more of an informative podcast. I am a little sick, but nonetheless, here I am on the mic facing this, not being afraid 
even if I have to take pauses, even if I have to drink water, even if I have to drink something warm, I wanted you guys to know what is happening in other countries. I love you in Jesus' name. I'm out. Young, young, gospel, gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young, gospels, podcast. Hope is in the building, my hope is out the ceiling My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me Mama, I'm a different Christian, I'm on a different path I took a different mission, the blood, the life I got the passion of the Christ Everyone's so hostile, they used to call me T-Money Now it's Young Gospel, so go with me To a land you'll never see, it's free, but it's sexicerity Young Gospels Pod